0: Broncos country, welcome back for another edition of the Orange Weekly post-game podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Lee. You can follow me on Twitter at the underscore T underscore Lee. And make sure you follow Orange Weekly at Orange Weekly. Also, like us on Facebook, Orange Weekly, if you haven't already. Follow us on Instagram. We're all over the place. We're one of your uh, top sources for anything and everything Broncos, Denver Broncos related. So uh, with that said, I will be breaking down last night's uh, second preseason game against the Chicago Bears in which our Denver Broncos were defeated by a score of 24 to 23. But I will be joined by a good buddy of mine, Jeff Ryan. He's a uh, Colorado native and he was on the uh, Free Agent podcast uh, that we did a few months, ago, months back uh, with me. So he will be a uh, joining me here shortly, and uh, we'll bring you our recap on how we thought last night's second preseason game against the Bears went, some improvements we saw, some things we saw that we didn't like, and uh, so forth. And he'll also probably have some thoughts on this upcoming season since he will be a uh, guest from time to time, but not uh, every week guest or anything like that. So, uh, We'll be breaking that down in a matter of moments, but first, here's some music from the Mad Fanatic himself. I am now joined by my good buddy and huge diehard Denver Bronco fan, Jeff Ryan. Jeff's a Colorado native. You might remember him, like I said in the intro. Uh, had him on a few months ago during the uh, free agency podcast. Uh, Jeff, how's it going?
1: Good, Tanner. How are you doing?
0: Eh, not too bad. Uh, would be a little better, even even though it's only preseason, would be a little better if uh, the Broncos would have found a way to pull that out last night.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean... Uh... From a competitive standpoint you always still want to see wins but like you said it's preseason and you know last year we were four and0 in the preseason and won five games in the regular season so uh not gonna be too analytical on a win and loss
0: oh yeah I mean and um kev Dan and I talked about this on the wednesday uh little fifteen minute show we do on get dot com um you you don't want a major preseason by you know the score or wins or losses or anything like that. But yet when you have a 13 point lead going into the fourth quarter, you sure would like to see us hang on to that and uh, take it home.
1: I couldn't agree more. And I think uh, we'll get into this of course, but it's a reflection of what we saw in the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah, it was just, it was just an all around ugly quarter, but, um, starting out, we'll go, we'll go right into the start of the game. Um, For one, I was pleased with the way the uh, starting offense looked compared to last week. Uh, They got a little more of a run this week, a few more series. Um, Even though their first series they came out three and out again, I'm thinking, wow, that's three series now that we've had Case Keenum in and we haven't Mm -hmm. got a single first down. But uh, as time went by, he got into rhythm, he got rolling. He ended up with a stat line of eight completions on 13 attempts for 78 yards. I think he took one sack and uh, that was doing all that without uh, a Marius Thomas playing. So I thought it was a pretty decent night for him. What, what, what was your take on uh, Keenum?
1: Yeah, I, I thought uh, once he got into a little bit of rhythm, I thought um, the ball was coming out of his hand really good. I thought he was zipping it in uh, to, especially Deshaun Hamilton had a great night, but threw it into him really well. Um, looked like he was seeing the field pretty well um, after that first series, like you said, it looked exactly like the first two series that we saw against Minnesota. And uh, the flea flicker, it was, let's be honest, it was not a very well-run flea flicker. I mean, the defensive ends knew it was coming, it looked like to me. And uh, even though the secondary broke down and Hamilton got open, Keenum just didn't have enough time to step in and make a good throw to him. And unfortunately, that would have been a big play that we missed. Uh, but then the third down play that – him over through to Sanders looked identical to two third down throws he had last week. And that kind of worried me because all we've been hearing is how accurate he is. And we've seen now a few times where he's overthrown receivers. And I don't know if that's nerves or what it is, but um, you can't do that in the regular season. So, um, but overall I, I thought he looked good. Um, There's two other passes I wanted to talk to you about that want to get your opinion on. Um, it was on the second drive when we ended up having a, to kick a field goal, Uh, there were two throws to the back of the end zone, one to Emmanuel and one to Hamilton that in my opinion, if he doesn't make those kind of plays in the regular season, we're going to be a lot more upset. I think because it was preseason, it looked like, Oh, it was a nice throw. The receiver just barely missed it. You know, it was kind of, you know, greasy and uh, Levy were kind of talking down on it. Like, Oh, you know, would have been a nice throw to make, would have been a nice catch, but not a huge deal. To me, those are those were two passes that if he doesn't hit those in the regular season, um, we're going to be a lot more upset about. What did you think?
0: Yeah, and I want to hit on real quick. You're lucky you got to listen slash watch Greasy and Levy. I had to uh, put up with the Bears commentators. So. Oh, gee. <laughs> yeah, so it, yeah, it was different, uh, you know, watching it and listening it from a different perspective. But, um, no, I, gr- I couldn't agree more with you. Um and I've noticed one thing with Case kind of just from the few series I've watched him already as the Broncos quarterback is his miss seems to be high. He doesn't mm-hmm. seem to miss passes too too many times low. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because I guess if you put it high enough, if our guy can't get it, their guy can't get it either. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think come regular season if he doesn't hit on those throws like uh, he missed on Emmanuel and uh, to Deshaun Hamilton, uh, yeah, we'd be pretty upset there um yeah. th- those two definitely seemed like his favorite target and, and i think it's no hidden secret i think emmanuel is his favorite target even more so than dt i think uh, we've read about that throughout all of training camp and it's kind of his safety blanket and the more he can get sanders involved the more relaxed he gets and gets in rhythm
1: yeah
0: and, and honestly i think uh i think sanders is relieved to have a quarterback like keenum after the last two years uh because uh, Sanders is a great route runner. And you just got to give him the ball.
1: Yeah. No, you can tell he's so much happier in the offense. And, I mean, we'll see what happens in the regular season because he could be saying all this, and if he doesn't get touches and when we're not winning games, mm-hmm. uh, his words might be different. But right now I think he and uh, Case and, and, and uh, Sanders' connection right now looks really good. Um, it's so early. It's so hard to know. I mean, these practice, the things they talk about in practice – it's always hard to analyze, especially when we're not there seeing it live, because mm-hmm. I, I want to know, okay, well, they had a good practice. What does that mean? Did these guys, were these guys actually getting defended hard? Um, were they, you know, going up for jump balls against cornerbacks that were actually trying to take the ball away? Were, were these like seven on seven drills, you know, what, what was the situation like? Because it's great to be good in practice, but you know, the game is just a completely different environment. And so far, um, i'll be honest it's i have not been overly impressed but again it's very limited action that we've seen
0: no i agree with you it's uh it's just always hard to judge a quarterback especially in a and with a new team new offense new players around them in the preseason it's a lot easier to do that in regular season but we got to take what what we see i mean that's this is our only sample size we have um know I'm interested in not not to jump ahead of week three or anything but I am interested to uh, see what he does against the Redskins because he'll probably play a majority of that game um, I'm expecting at least probably three quarters
1: yeah no you definitely should um, it's always nice to see the starters play that third game of the preseason this will be the last that we see of them um, hopefully dT has a good week of practice and is uh, you know I know that that he was just sitting out more for cautionary reasons and mm-hmm. no uh, reason to play him in this game last night. But hopefully we can see him a little bit with Emmanuel uh, and Deshaun and Sutton. Um, but we'll see. Uh,
0: what was your take on the first-string defense? I-,
1: I thought they looked pretty good. Um, again, it's it's so hard to evaluate. But I think you know we're playing a Chicago Bears team who a lot of people nationally are – picking as kind of a, a bounce-back or most improved kind of team this year. Um, Trubisky's got a lot to prove. I don't know really how good they are actually going to be on offense, so I'm not sure that what we did last night was super reflective of how the defense is going to look. But I thought they looked good. I thought they were flying all over the ball. Um, I thought the defensive line does look really good with Chubb and, and Vaughn. Um, attacking the pass rush, and I think, I don't know how a majority of Broncos fans feel about this, but I'm getting the sense that we are really, really going to miss some of these secondary pieces, especially Aqib Talib, more than we've ever realized until this year. I think last year we were able to get away with still having a really good secondary, and that's why we ended up with decent decent uh, defensive statistics, and we're in the top – you know, five or at least top 10 in most categories, um, except for scoring <laughs> due to mostly our offense. But my point is, I think that, you know, when we won the Super Bowl, we were able to get to the quarterback because we had, I think, the best secondary in the league that year. And unfortunately, we do not have that secondary anymore. Um, and I know Chris Harris didn't play last night, but I think there are going to be times this year where we are a little more frustrated with the secondary than we've been the last three years because we've been so blessed to watch an amazing secondary.
0: I agree with that. And I think, I mean, I think they're going to miss Tilly big time. Um Of course, like, like you mentioned, Chris Harris Jr. didn't play last night. So it's hard to give him a full assessment last night, but uh, Bradley Roby looks good at times. Other times he looks like he struggles a little bit. Um, I do like I, Isaac Yadum. I, I think he's going to be pretty good. He was all over the field last night and, He gets tested quite a bit, I'd say, more than the other corners. Um, Tremaine Brock was finally out there last night. Uh, Didn't do a whole lot, but at least it was nice to see him out there. He missed the first preseason game. Um, I do like what I've seen from the safeties. Of course, Darian Stewart is who he is. Um, Justin Simmons, I thought, played well last night. He had an interception. Um, It was a little worrisome to see uh, Will Parks go down with an injury although it sounds like he's going to be fine. I mean, he was tweeting yep. to that this morning and everything, and he was walking on his own power last night after the game. So that doesn't seem to be uh, too much of a concern. And then, uh, you know, we haven't seen Sua Cravens yet. He hasn't played in the preseason right. yet due to injury, and uh, he brings a whole different um, style of play with him than some of these other guys. But, no, I, I couldn't agree more with you. I, I definitely think we're going to be um, – criticizing the secondary and the baby no-fly zone, I guess we can call them now, Mm -hmm. a little more than we have been the past few years.
1: Yeah, I just think that on paper, this defense looks to be still pretty good, especially when fully healthy. Um, Maybe, again, another top-five defense. But I think we want to believe that they're going to be just as good as they've been the last few years um, just because they were in the system. But that doesn't mean, you know, that these guys are a keep to lead T.J. Ward, uh, Demarcus Ware on the line. Uh, Danny Trevathan was a big part of that defense. Malik Jackson was a big part of that Super Bowl defense. I just think there's a lot of pieces that you know are not completely replicable, and hopefully, we have a secondary and a defensive line that um, can play that well, but. I'm gonna believe it when I see it this season, just because I think I think it's gonna be more new to us than than we realize is the way I'm thinking about it.
0: I did think Bradley Chubb had a really good game last night. He didn't do much week uh, week one against the Vikings. I thought he yeah. was really good last night, even though he had a few penalties. Which both teams had a ton of penalties, and around the league, everybody's getting penalized more than ever right now, just because of these new helmet rules. The referees are told to throw the flag when they're not sure, and then. That way they have a library of calls and situations they can look at and then hopefully get cleaned up in the regular season, which I sure hope they clean up because at times it's almost unwatchable. It's not even football yeah. at times. Um, but anyways, I thought Chubb had a really good game and had that safety, which was m- mostly thanks to Trubisky uh, mishandling the snap from the center. Right. But I thought he was flying around the field, around the ball, looked a lot more comfortable and. the... I think that's really good and going building his confidence going forward.
1: Yeah, I think the good sign is that if this were if it, you know if this were a regular season game last night, I think we would have been pretty happy and I think we, I think we would have seen um uh, you know full four quarters from this starting offense and defense give us a win. And and I think that's probably what you're hoping for the most out of the preseason is can your starters offense, defense and special teams give you a win? each Sunday, and I think last night if we play that way, we have a chance to at least be competitive in the AFC West.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that, and I, I was pleased with both the ones on defense and in offense. Uh, I mm-hmm. thought uh, McManus was good on his two kick, kick attempts. I thought Mark Keane had a pretty solid game punting again. Um, mm-hmm. But what's your, take on, what's your take on the running backs and how they're playing in the running back situation?
1: It's really interesting. I think uh, running back – Tight end is also a little bit interesting, but I I think running back is is probably the most um, unknown position right now in terms of who's going to actually take the lead. I I think it's looking like Royce Freeman has a great shot to do so. Um, But, you know, Devontae Booker was listed as the the number one running back uh, last week. Um, Haven't seen a whole lot out of him uh he only
0: i think he he started the game with the first carry last night booker but he only had four carries for 17 yards
1: yeah and i don't know if that's the coaching staff not wanting to give him opportunities or if it's us wanting to see royce freeman more as well as lindsey and you know david williams i don't know but um if i was booker i i would be getting a little nervous especially because i think philip lindsey not only makes a team but has a has a decent impact um, mm-hmm. on the roster this year.
0: Yep, and uh, Freeman had six touches for 20 yards and a touchdown, so that's two weeks in a row he scored a touchdown, and that's all he did at Oregon. He had about 60 uh, career touchdowns at Oregon and uh, was the all-time leader in many statistical categories as a running back there. And I think one thing Booker, you know, last year, he was easily our best receiving back, but now yep. Philip Lindsay's already proven to me he can be just as good, if not better, of a receiving back um and lindsey was the leading rusher last night with six carries for 32 yards and he's got another gear that these other running backs don't have and being listed as the number one kicker turner right now i think he makes the team um i think he'll probably be the third string running back at least come week one against the seahawks but i do think he makes the team um my guess would be um i think royce freeman ends up starting week one booker's the backup lindsey's third string and then janovich is the fullback I think you have four on the active roster. Uh, What does that mean for David Williams and and, uh, D'Angelo Henderson? I mean, both are practice squad eligible. Um, So I don't know if you keep them both and send them both down to practice squad, get rid of one, get rid of them both. I mean, David Mm -hmm. Williams had five touches for 10 yards last night. Henderson had a uh, team low of only three attempts, and he only had eight yards. Yeah. I
1: could see us keeping four. I know we have – Kind of five with Janovich as the fullback, um, which makes it a little more complicated to keep four true running backs. Uh,
0: are you are you are you saying keeping four, including practice squad, or keeping four on the main roster? Act keeping the active. The,
1: uh, I could see us keeping four on the active roster.
0: I, I don't know because I feel like they did that last year and it just wasted a, wasted a roster spot because they never played all of them. Yeah, I don't know. But
1: my 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 wonder is if if one of those spots like, say, a David Williams um, or even Phillip Lindsey is enough to keep for special teams. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I mean, that's what they did with Henderson last week or last year. He got a, you know, fake punt, a failed fake punt attempt uh, week three against Buffalo uh, last year. And then um, we didn't really see him get a carry until week 17. Yeah. But he was on the roster pretty much every week.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's... I mean, if we went in with um, Booker, well, Freeman as the starter, like you said, Booker, Lindsay, and then Janovich, I would be fine with that. Yep. I mean I just don't know what the special teams needs are, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: it'll be interesting to see. But I, I've been I've been pretty impressed. I think the the biggest thing about the run game is um, can we replace C.J. Anderson's yep. numbers? And I think I think we can, um, but again, it's not a given. It's nope. not a guarantee. Especially
0: with a rookie coming in. Yep. Um, and then the tight end, you brought the tight ends. It is interesting, but a Hireman had a good game last night. Two catches for 21 yards, and that's not including his two-point conversion he caught. Um, yeah, that was great to see. Jake Butt, I don't even know if he played. Um, if he did I play, see. I didn't see him do anything. That's two weeks in a row. I yeah. haven't seen him do anything. Um, I did see a Austin Trailer was back out there after being injured early in the week. He didn't do much, though. Um Matt Lacoste caught a ball or two. Parker caught a ball or two. Um, Fumagalli, once again, if he played, he didn't do anything. Um, yeah. We have a ton of tight ends. It's, it's really interesting. Um, I, at the end of the day, I think we keep four, and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and and they're all Big Ten tight ends. Uh, Hireman from Ohio State, Jake Buff from Michigan, uh, Trailer from uh, Wisconsin, and Fumagalli from Wisconsin. And I, th- yeah. I think we keep all four of those, and, and actually Matt Lacoste from Illinois, so <laughs> I don't know what their uh, love affection with the Big Ten tight ends is, but uh, no, I'm uh, well, I, I don't know, I don't know. It'll be interesting because it, it certainly seems like they're using tight ends more already than they did last yeah. year. Well, they need
1: to. I think it's it's uh, the way the NFL. Is going. I mean, look at look at every team that made the playoffs or good teams that that are contenders every year. They have a tight end that can make a big difference. Travis Kelsey in Kansas City, Rob Gronkowski obviously in New England, Zach Ertz in Philadelphia, um, even like uh, Walker in Tennessee. I mean, he's he's been good for them. I mean, you. I could go down a list of mm-hmm. other teams that have solid tight. Kyle Rudolph in Minnesota. Yep. have plenty of teams that, if you use the tight end right. I think it can definitely be a bonus, and we saw that when we had uh, Julius Thomas.
0: Yeah, know, he was Peyton Manny made. <laughs>
1: partly made by Peyton Manning, but you know he was still a big part of our offense sure. that year. And and if you can add that um, component to the to the offense, I think it helps tremendously.
0: No, I agree. I agree with you. It's just another weapon uh, to use yep. at your uh, disposal. So, um, okay, we've talked about the starters. Now let's talk about the backups. Um, mm-hmm starting with Chad Swag Kelly. Another really strong performance, in my opinion. He went seven for nine for 90 yards and a touchdown. Your thoughts on Chad?
1: Oh, he looks great. Um, I think he deserves to be the backup, um, not only this preseason, but going forward um, into the regular season. I think his, his, again, his field vision has really impressed me. He doesn't look like the moment is too big for him. I know he's not going up against number ones, but, but you know, he, he has to play the guys that he has to play against. And it, I think he's looked really good against those guys. And he
0: went against number twos last night instead of number threes. That's the first time yeah. in his career he's done that.
1: Exactly. Um, and he also has number two linemen blocking for him. Um, he doesn't have the best wide receivers on our team that he would normally have um, in DT and Emmanuel, you know, and, so I, I've been really impressed with him. I think he looks composed. Um, ever since we've drafted with him, he's been in zero trouble with the team. With
0: that's a good point.
1: With anything, I mean, he's got. He seems like he's got his head on his shoulders the right, you know, right way. And um, I think as a backup, he's everything that we would want as of right now.
0: And I mean, look back at the draft two years ago. I mean, if he does end up being the week one backup, what a steal getting him with the last pick of the draft.
1: Oh, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable.
0: Um, and, and yeah, he, he, you know, I knew he had the talent. He was good at Ole Miss. He just got in some trouble, had some, um, health concerns too, uh, with his ACL and then his wrist mm-hmm. after his, uh, pro day that set him back for a while, but no, I think he looks calm, cool, collected has that swag, that moxie, that cockiness, if you will, that mm-hmm. we've been missing out of a quarterback from a lot for, for a long time. And, uh, yeah, I think he's definitely put himself in a position to be the backup. Now, do the Broncos feel the same way? It's hard telling tell him because why they yeah. do praise him, every time the coaches speak about him, they say, right now. That kind of, you know, Cecil Lam, Lammy of uh, 104.3, the fan tweeted this last night about them always saying right now. His opinion is they'll keep Kelly on the roster, but they're going to go and add a veteran backup. And I could see them doing that, but I think – uh, maybe a lot depends on the Washington game, how he plays.
1: It's a good point. Um, and we may not get to see a very good uh, representation of, of what he can do against Washington. I think I'm guessing the stars will just play the first half. It used to be that the Stars would even play into the third quarter. I'm guessing that won't happen. Um, so we, we should be able to see him for at least a quarter. Uh, but I don't know. I what's your thoughts on taking or you know keeping three quarterbacks on the roster because I know he's valuable to keep and you don't want to run the risk of another team picking him up off the practice squad. but keeping three quarterbacks on this team I don't know how much sense that makes either.
0: Well, if you had a veteran you have to put three on then. Um, and if not, just two. You, you can't. He's shown enough. You cannot put him down in the practice squad because some team will pick him up. Exactly. I mean, yeah. we 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 tried that with Kyle Slota last year, hoping we could just sneak him through, and uh, that didn't happen. So, yeah. uh, no, I I don't know, and I don't know, you know, what veterans are out there. I uh, Matt Moore's a free agent. Uh, Derek Anderson's a free agent. Those are about the only two that pop off as free agents i know there's other maybe options on teams right now but i don't have to trade for a veteran backup
1: no no i don't think that's worth doing i think the only quarterback that that'd be worth doing for is maybe teddy bridgewater but he might
0: start on new york i mean you know everybody's saying go get him he, he right now he's he's out playing donald in my opinion he he might yeah. be their week one starter i yeah, And and do we really want to bring Teddy in because he's good enough. If Keenum struggles a little bit, we're right back into another quarterback controversy. We don't want that. I know.
1: I know. But you, think about this, too, though. If Keenum struggles, we're going to be in a quarterback controversy no matter what because Broncos fans just want us to win. I mean, I, I don't want – I want Keenum to succeed, but if he struggles at all, then – even if Bridgewater isn't on the team, well, then people are going to be clamoring for whoever else it is, Kelly or or another veteran backup or, or whoever. And it won't be Pax and Lynch that they're clamoring for, but um, you know what I'm saying.
0: No, and I, and I, and I agree, but, man, if, you, if Keenum struggles and you, for some reason, pull the trigger and bench him for, even though he's played good so far, Chad Kelly, the dude's done. He's done. Oh, yeah. His time in Denver's up already, and you pay him two years, $36 million. I just don't think you can afford to do that. Unless he just is absolutely atrocious.
1: No, I, I agree. I don't. I, I think it would take a lot for us to go down that road. But if we if we start poorly, um, and our you know. Well, if we start
0: poorly, the first thing poorly. that's going to happen is Vance got loses job. Yeah, yeah, couldn't agree more there. But um, okay, now let's get to the uh, elephant in the room. It seems like any time you talk about the Broncos right now, uh, Paxton Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> what. What are your thoughts on the guy? I mean, Broncos Country showed their thoughts on him. They booed him when he came on the field at to come in the mm-hmm. game. They booed him when he ran off.
1: Yeah, he's he he might be a, a good guy. I, I've never I, I've never heard anything bad about him necessarily in the locker room. But I I after the Oakland game last year when I saw him crying on the sidelines, wanted him off the team. I think he's not a contributor to the Denver Broncos whatsoever. Um, he's a lot of talk and no show, you know, he loves to talk about how hard he works, loves to post videos about all the workouts he's doing. I'm sorry, but I don't give a crap about those things. You know, if you can't go on the field and show it, then it doesn't matter. I mean, all the great quarterbacks, you don't, you don't start, you know, your first couple of years in the league by talking about how talented you are and how hard you work and, and how much you deserve to play and then go out there and do what he's done. I, I don't think he deserves roster spot for the Denver Broncos. I really don't.
0: No, it's time to cut ties. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to be interested in him. I mean, uh, I'd take a nice set of 12 in, uh, inflated footballs right now for him, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, no, it's... While I did think he played better last night than he has uh, mm-hmm. in week one, I mean, his stat line was still only 5 for 11 for 39 yards, and he took or three sacks um he just he just doesn't, doesn't look like he knows what he's doing
1: no he has no field vision his footwork looks horrible i know he ran you know he, he ran for a couple um i think first downs there in the third and early fourth quarter but um i don't know i think like you said the guy looks lost and i just i don't see him sticking around i really don't there was a play um I'm trying to remember, this was in the fourth quarter, and I think it was in our, I don't know if we were down or if it was 23-17 at the point, I think we were down, I think I think he had the ball, and this was before McKenzie fumbled, and he rolled out, it was like a second and 15, and he rolls out, and there's a guy wide open down the field, I think it was Patrick, wide open down the field, and he doesn't see him, and he runs out of bounds for no gain, now it's third and 15, you're in a horrible position at that point you get a few more yards then you give it you know to mckenzie and he fumbles i just i i think he he's looked like that in every game he's been in he just looks lost
0: yep i mean it's just a swing the miss by john and it's unfortunate because we had a trade up back into the first round to get him and i mean he everybody went off his athletic ability his arm strength and he just he just he just doesn't get it. He just can't. He no. he just doesn't. His mind doesn't move fast enough to be an NFL quarterback. And I wish the guy luck. I hope he goes somewhere and has at least a serviceable career. Maybe as a backup or whatever. But and maybe a change of scenery is what he needs. I just don't think there's a place for him on this roster come week one. I just I just see no way of it. Yeah, I agree. And poor uh, Isaiah McKenzie, man. After having a good yeah. week last week, even having a pretty good game last night, receiving some balls up but to that point. And then he fumbles the screen pass. Um, Guy caught him from behind and popped it out, which we were already in scoring range to uh, ultimately win the game and uh, the Bears recover and win. Um, Just got to feel for the guy because just when you think he might have his spot starting to get closer to locked up to make the team, uh, he does something like that.
1: I know. That was was really kind of a bummer to see because I I think you and I both – really root for the guy because he, he looks like he could be such an impactful player for us but mm-hmm. he just can't do those things week in and week out and it's gonna hurt his career
0: we'll have to see how he bounces back against washington yeah. because i mean some other guys like uh, phil blinsey for instance proved last night he could be a viable punt returner so yep so uh any, any more thoughts on uh, last night's game or anything you're looking forward to uh, the next two games of the preseason heading into the regular season
1: yeah, I, I'm excited to see a little bit more how the coaching staff prepares uh, the team for these next two games. I know this third game will be a lot more exciting from a fan standpoint of view. Um, Vance Joseph has a lot to prove this year, and so far in the preseason, it, again, it's so hard to know, like, you know what what he's done right and what he's done wrong. I think there's been some times where the play calling has been a little bit you know, more conservative, maybe because we just don't want to show a lot right now. Um, The defensive play calling wasn't conservative at all last night, which I love. I love that we were attacking the passer and and getting a big pass rush on, and and the secondary overall looked pretty good. Um, I think these last two weeks, I just want to see consistent play from the backups that are kind of, you know, on the border of making the team. I want to see Chad Kelly... Look like he has his first two weeks, um, and I want to see our defense from the first string all the way down to four and five look like they, you know, care the entire game. And I think if I think if we see us put two good games together, I think we'll come out of this preseason feeling pretty decent about uh, how August went.
0: Yeah, it's well said. I'm looking forward to most of those same things, and as well as I would like to see. I would like to see one of the running backs kind of separate themselves, but ultimately I think it's going to be a running back by committee anyways. So, Yeah. But uh, all right, man, if you don't have anything else, uh, I appreciate you hopping on the podcast with me and always enjoy talking Broncos with you.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, Tanner. I always love talking Broncos football and can't wait for the season to get back. Hopefully hopefully week one and on we uh, are a little more excited and and, uh, can see this team – do a lot more than what we saw out of, out of them last year.
0: It's only uh, three weeks from today, my friend. Three weeks. Can't wait. So. Bring on the Seahawks. And uh, we'll, we'll make sure to get you on a, a couple more podcasts this year. How about that? Sounds good. I love it. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. All right. Talk to you later. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Tanner Lee. You can follow me on Twitter at the underscore T underscore Lee. I always enjoy... Talking Broncos football, so send me a tweet and we'll we'll just chat it up about anything and everything Broncos. And make sure you like the Orange Weekly Facebook page if you haven't already. Follow us on Twitter at Orange Weekly. Follow us on Instagram. Make sure to tune in Tuesday night as Kev Dan is on Facebook Live at 7 o'clock Mountain Time, 8 o'clock central, 9 o'clock Eastern on the uh, Tuesday Facebook live show which does have a name now it is Beer Broncos and no BS and check us out at the same time on Wednesday Kev Dan and I will be on Get Vocal so it's get then v o k l dot com it's a uh, new social media platform and that also streams on the Orange Weekly Facebook page so check that out it's only about 15 minutes and until next week Go Broncos!